Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode where we're going to be discussing Tammy and the T-Rex, or is it Tammy and the Teenage Rex? We're going to find out. From 1994, directed by Stuart Raffle. But first, the person that's bringing up this pick tonight, the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Hello, 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 everybody. You mean this isn't Denver, the last dinosaur? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. There's a whole. There's a blast in the past, man. Holy shit. Prehysteria. Prehysteria. Well, you know what? I don't want to say nobody like that because then I'll get yelled at. People be like, "Oh, I love that movie." Uh, That that one was a little. People liked it. I know. I didn't watch it, but I saw a carnosaur. You know, back in the nineties, that was kind of kid friendly. But a killer dinosaur. I think of baby, and I forget what the hell the tag was for that. It was like baby. It was some kind of like weird, bad, fucking animatronic brontosaurus in like the rainforest somewhere. And then I think of uh, yeah. Land Before Time, you know, Littlefoot and Company. Or Spielberg. Never yeah, saw the that Secret one. of the Lost Legend. There we go. The Secret, <laughs> the secret of the Lost, of the Lost Legend. Legend. It's some hell of a, it's one hell of a 1985. You know, that was back when cartoons like that would punch you in the balls. You know, it's like Littlefoot has to lose his fucking mom, you know, right at the beginning of that shit. That's like Optimus Prime dying in Transformers, the fucking movie. All dogs go to heaven, you know, that, that, that kind of shit. They really fucked you up with it. Yeah, that that movie starred so uh, the greatest American hero, William Cat, as well as star of our recent uh, recent episode, House. Um, William Cat was the star <laughs> of Baby, the Lost Legend of the Secret of Nim, or whatever the fuck it was called. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it or not, he was fucking walking with a brontosaurus. And for those of you listening at home, that is our mad monkey who's all fired up, and the demonic dean. They just decided to come on a little early because, yeah. We fuck with everybody. Who cares? We don't need to do the it's how we do it. <laughs> it's, it's a new <laughs> format. Where we throw all the formats out the window? Fuck it. We do? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Sure. Do <laughs> um, so it's well, all good. It's all good. Before we get into horror news, I just wanted to sit there and talk real quick about how for this week's pick, because the ghoul chose such an outlandish, out, so far out there for a movie that I finally had to go and sign up for Shudder. And um, went ahead and found a promo code of one word, Horror Hound. And if you put that in when you sign up for Shudder, then you can get yourself 30 days of free Shudder, as opposed to the seven-day free trial that they offer anyone else out there. 
But that also, that, that being said, I <laughs> I checked out some of their material, and yeah, man, um, I was thrown off that they only had 355 movies to choose from. But at the same well, time, only. Uh, only. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. also, I was like That's expecting this, you know, <laughs> I was expecting something like this great, great catalog, you know. But on the flip side, you know, for people who you know, are getting into horror and stuff like that. They have a really good mix of a little bit of everything, you know, from, you know, and they got it broken down for you for your psychological thrillers, your slashers, you know, even some giallo stuff that was thrown in there. I was really surprised by the amount of content that's on there. But then I have to also say, like, it threw me off, though, because I was like, this is all, like, all they have variety-wise, but then I forgot that not everyone has friends like I do, like Talking Terror Crew, where they're always like, watch this movie, watch that movie, watch this movie. You know, so all the stuff that was considered weird and obscure on Shudder, it's everything that they're throwing at me to watch. And well, that's then good. It made, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but then it also made me think how, and then made me realize how proud I am of just how diverse our picks have been for the show and like it made me think that we've done a really good job with the show of bringing a lot of new and unusual films to people that may not have heard of a lot of the stuff that we bring up that is true and i guarantee you that you have that 30 day fucking mark on your calendar so as soon as that 30 yes, day I comes do. down you can hit cancel <laughs> button and that's it fuck off i've watched all 300 movies hit that fucking cancel button you know, I was like, you know what, I like it. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep it doing it. Five bucks ain't that bad. You're going to mm. fucking hit that cancel button so fast on that 30 days. So like, fuck it. I'll just renew it and do more like movies a, on Shutter. It's not like a porn site where you can just cancel and just run out the rest of your time? I don't know, but I didn't want to risk it either because I didn't want – I actually wanted to check out the rest of what was available on there, and I didn't want to do, just actually run out because I actually I mean, wanted to check out there. only have 300 movies. What a weak fucking catalog. Jeez. Yeah, 30 days. Yeah, that's yeah, fucking curious. Yeah, well, 10 movies a day, monkey. Let's go. Seriously. Well, let's see. Do all So far, I watched, I watched Class of 1984. I watched uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror. I watched Smoke and Mirrors, the Tom Savini documentary. I watched Tammy and the T-Rex. And then I finally, finally got around to watching Black Christmas. So... <laughs> Yeah, and you watched Eli Roth's History of Horror, and you fucking hate Eli Roth. So I don't know what you were drinking that yeah. night, but it must be some good uh, shit. Because you fucking hate him so much. I do. Yeah, but, but, him, just, but, you know, there's a lot more going on in the history of horror than just Eli Roth. Like, oh, there is. Together, like a very extensive uh, horror documentary series. And there's a second season. Yeah. Oh, okay. The monkey doesn't even like looking uh, at his I, face. So I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, f- fortunately, he is sparingly used throughout the thing. But like the dean said, they do a really good job of covering. I was really surprised of how much access they had to actual film and that they were pulling up. And I thought it was a really good series. Nice music. Yeah, it was really good. He's not a great interviewer, but it is a good special. You no, know, uh, he's, he's a terrible interviewer. <laughs> yeah, he, he does not know how to stop patting himself yeah. on the back. About how much he yeah. loves movies. I mean, I give it to him. And it, <laughs> and it threw me off because they have Rob Zombie as a guest on there. And I was really expecting Rob Zombie to be constantly talking, you know, because Oof, we all know how much of a horror fan he is. 
but he was just really <laughs> quiet throughout the entire thing. I was like, dude, speak the fuck up, man. <laughs> Didn't want to speak over Eli Roth. Quentin Tarantino's in the background. You know, with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Let him talk. Let that motherfucker talk. <laughs> but, yeah, check out more Shudder. You got the Joe Bob Briggs specials on there that you should be checking out, not just the, you know, the movies. And I think you'll dig those, too, the last drive-in. So, you know. You have plenty of time, 30 days, so fit them all in. There's only 300 some on movies. I mean, that's a cakewalk yeah. for you, apparently. That's just, like, that's nothing. <laughs> like, you know, week. So, yeah, I could do that in a day. Well, you have your challenge. <laughs> and the ghoul said it. Ten movies a day. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I'm like, the, I'll, I'm exactly what these streaming companies like. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm the guy that ends up paying for it, and then I might only use it like once or twice a month if, if I'm lucky. <laughs> Um, you know, I have way, t- way too many of them, way too many shows, way too many movies that I need to watch, uh, things I have to catch up on, things that I'm never going to watch, but I'm going to say I'm going to watch them, you know, all, all kinds of fun shit. That's what I, I do. do have to say. I've, uh, yes, we know. <laughs> uh, I have been enjoying HBO Max, though. Um, I actually just yeah, started it's Ridley, the, the, the Ridley Scott series, Raised by Wolves. And that is actually some real fucking fascinating shit right there. It's only three episodes in, but it is, uh, it's, it's some cool stuff. Mm. I did hear about that. And I was talking to you guys last weekend about HBO Max. I watched uh, Class Action Park, the documentary about Action Park mm-hmm. in Vernon, New Jersey on there. And holy shit, what a fantastic <laughs> fucking documentary that is. <laughs> oh, Action Park. Uh, so, um, th- th- that's on my list of things to watch and I recently was able to acquire myself a subscription to uh, not a subscription but a login to HBO Max and uh apparently HBO and Amazon are have been unable to come to an agreement so there is no HBO Max app on the Fire Stick which is what I have on my TV um mm. and you know I can watch I have HBO Max on my phone and I was just for some reason and I don't know if it's like HBO, like gumming up the works, because when you start the video, when you start the film, the documentary, like the little box mm. comes up on the screen to cast. And when it, when I would hit it to cast to my TV, like there's like a little commercial for some, for some other HBO show that comes on first. But then when that commercial ends, like my TV, it says like HBO Max, here you are, like it's casting. And once that, do- once that uh, commercial ends, it like, cuts out and it won't load the documentary to the casting. So I haven't been able to watch it yet, um, but it's high on my list. I'm trying to figure out what's up with that. Hmm. I couldn't help you. I'm not a good tech guy. But yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, uh, especially for guys like us who grew up in Jersey. You know, know all the stories about the action park. How can fucking two people die in a wave pool? But they fucking did in Action Park. And you'll find out. (laughs) Man, and I only heard the stories of this shit because, you know, as you know, the divas from um, Jersey as well. Um, one of our friends that we play Euro games with down the street, you know, grew up with Laney in Jersey. And yeah, they would just tell all these stories about this messed up, you know, theme park where you, you know, all these fucked up rides all over the place. I was like, there's no fucking way this thing is true. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it was a thing. And then no, they would true, pull man. up the old. Yeah, then they would pull up the old commercials and stuff like that and show old news broadcasts about it. It's just, oh, my God, it looked terrifyingly wonderful. <laughs> it was great. I could tell you from firsthand experience, man, I've been there many, many, many times. And um, I have I have incredible memories of my time there. My The camp that I went to every summer from, 
from like 1982 through 1992 or 1993. Um, uh-huh. Once a summer from like the 1984 through like 1991 or something, we went every summer. Um, I've been there probably six or seven times. Um, and just what a, what a, what a, just, it's just a, like a crazy place. Like at the time, you know, when you're there, you're just having the best time of your life. You're not thinking mm. at all with with a kid mindset. You're not thinking, oh, this is riskier. This is dangerous. Uh, like you never even considered it that way. And then, uh, you know, this is not the first time around that there's been like a, a little bit of media hoopla surrounding memories of Action Park. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, there was something about Action Park. I think one of the the siblings of the of of the not sibling one of the offspring of the creator maybe wrote a book uh there was a a Johnny Knoxville movie that was based on Action, action Park that came out a few years ago yeah um, Action Point called Action Point which is yeah, a good every, time yeah every yeah every once <laughs> yeah. in a while like there seems to be like this little this little burst of Action Park in the popular culture um but again uh, maybe people that were a little bit older than I going there, but, you know, we didn't see it or view it, like, as this crazy, dangerous place. Like, that Alpine slide was, was scary. Don't get me wrong. There were rides there that were scary, oh, yeah. but you, you, weren't, you weren't seeing it when you're 12 as a place run by, like, a bunch of drunk teenagers. You know, it's just that doesn't <laughs> you don't view the world like that. You don't even realize that that's going on. And maybe a kid would recognize that today, but you certainly weren't looking at the world that way in 1985 or 1986 or 87. I just um, want my PB&J so, and chocolate milk, and I want to go on the fucking slide, counselor. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, when we got there, dude, when we got there, uh, you had to have, like, a buddy like a friend that you stayed with and then they just fucking turned you loose, man. Like, and you had to be back to the meeting part by like a meeting point by like a certain time, at least uh, when we got a little bit older, once we were like 11 or 12, like as long as you had a buddy, like you weren't being like led around by an adult or a counselor. Like you, you had freedom. It's fucking great. Great time. <laughs> can't fucking, you can't again, tell that, me what to do, that, Justin. That, You're just a fucking CIT. <laughs> <laughs> Until your buddy dies in the way pool and like, Teacher, I lost my buddy. He's dead. Yeah, we don't have any more. Yeah, I have. Oh. You know, I, I have, I have distinct memories of of the Alpine slide. And what's even what's greater is that in the early to mid nineties, um, well, like the mid nineties, probably like ninety one through ninety five, I got really into skiing, and Action Park was on the grounds of the uh, Mount Vernon Big Boulder Ski Resort. Mm-hmm. And uh, years later, I was I was skiing there. And when you go in the chairlift to get taken up the mountain, there's one of the chairlifts that like goes over the Alpine slide, like for almost the whole way up the fucking hill. And you're looking down, and then you make the connection, and you're like, holy shit, this is where this is this is where Axel Park was. Uh, you know, because in the winter it would be it'd be a ski a ski area. So, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I look forward to seeing that. Very I much. I definitely so. think you're going to do the documentary then. Yeah, I remember that's, the commercials. That's, that's, that's going to be on my list there, man. that will get viewed. That's not yeah. one that will. Yeah, we will be sitting so. here a year from now talking about how I wish uh, how I have to watch that. that that'll definitely see sooner. <laughs> later, like, sooner. 2022, man. Whatever happened in that class yeah, action park? It's, it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't have to wait 10 years. I get it now. Wakanda forever. It makes sense. I saw that movie. <laughs> Um, I am a okay, so <laughs> yeah, I'll don't start that. Goddamn right. <laughs> um, so 
So let's get into some horror news. Uh, Dean, what do you have for us tonight? Well, you broke the fucking story of the day today, and, uh, you know, I made a little TWD on my on my notes here, but uh, maybe uh, before we really kind of unpack this, because it's a lot, uh, maybe you can give us a quick rundown on today's Walking Dead news. Uh, well, they just announced that The Walking Dead will be finally ending uh, with Season 11 in 2022. Uh, they're going to be running six of the extra episodes from season 10 uh, starting in 2021. And then they're going to go into a 30 episode mega sized season 11 that will conclude in 2022, followed by a spinoff of two uh, characters that I'll let the Dean get into, but yeah, they're planning on 30 episodes uh, spanning 2022 and the storyline is going to span two years from when we left off in, in season 10. So uh, I think that about says it. So Dean, why don't you uh, carry on? Yeah, uh, you know, that that certainly, when, when you shared that article to our group, uh, it definitely took me by surprise today, for sure. Uh, last I had heard anything from uh, the Walking Dead organization uh, was that there are, you know, that the Walking Dead, and, and with everything they have going on, like the Walking Dead universe is not, but uh, was, you know, their indication was that the flagship series will continue to be the flagship and carry on now with a little time to think about that being that they have uh you know in october 4th i think they're going to air the what was supposed to be the final episode of season 10 uh, but then they announced when they were showing the final episode that next year uh there's going to be um like a few more episodes of season 10 that you just said, these six bonus episodes. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that's going to turn season 10 into like a, I think a 21 episode season. And then to hear that uh, there's going to be 24 episodes of season 11, you know, I think it makes a grand total of, I don't know in the, I'm not doing the math, but in the early thirties for the amount of episodes uh, that yeah. there's going to be like, that's getting close to like the length of three, three seasons. You know, if you know, the, yeah. the walking dead episode seasons have been anywhere from like 13 to 16 episodes, um, you know, a little shy of like a complete three seasons, even though they're only calling it season 11, as far as amount of episodes, that's still a lot of episodes. So uh, it will be curious to see what happens because, you know, you have the, the fear of walking, the fear of the walking dead, which I have not watched beyond the first season. And um, from what I understand, Same. it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be uh, pretty good that maybe it had a little bit of stumble, but then it like found it's, then it supposedly found itself and supposedly it's really, really, really good series. I haven't been interested in it. And then they have this, this other spinoff uh, that is starting mm-hmm, yep. uh when they air the final episode of season 10 on October 4th, right after that, they're going to prepeat, they're going to premiere that, um, that world beyond that beyond additional, world. Yeah. yeah, beyond whatever, beyond world or whatever it's called. They have another spinoff series and then they have the sixth season of fear, the walking dead that's starting in October. So there's a lot going on in the, in the walking dead universe. Plus, they still have the Walking Dead Rick Grimes feature films uh, that they're working on right. that they say 
um, the pandemic has given them the opportunity to really focus on the script and craft some kind of, you know, excellent film uh, continuing the story of Rick Grimes. So that is the story of The Walking Dead that I'm invested in and have continued to watch, even though Rick Grimes is no longer on the flagship series. His specter still hangs above above all of it. And, um, you know, that's what keeps me coming back. And after after a little bit of stumble after he left the show, I feel that, you know, it's not it's not season two and season three quality, but it's certainly better than some of the mid seasons right now. Like I feel like it's in a pretty good place and I've been enjoying it. And I know it's easy to write it off, but I feel that until you get caught up and see exactly what's happened with some of these characters, uh, we should reserve judgment because I have been, I've continued to watch it weekly and, and, and do think that it is still good television. Once again, my thoughts on the walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also the the Carol and Daryl spinoff that's going to be coming. Ah, uh, yes, and with that end. coming after uh, the season. So yeah. yes, I mean those are you know you can make the case that uh, uh, based on some different things that have happened on the flagship series uh, in this most recent season, uh, you know their uh, relationship dynamic has continued to change in different ways based on some choices that some of these characters have made, and you know when it's when it's Daryl time when it's Carol time, when they have screen time together, uh, you know, that, you know, those are some of the times when the show is at its most interesting. They've continued to be, you know, the, the better characters on the show. And yes, they go back to being original characters on the show, but they still, you know, there's been some interesting characters, um, but I don't think they've been able to develop a character uh, that has the depth of likability as some of those characters from the, from the early seasons. And ones that, that have, have also been, have since been long killed off also. So, be curious. Well, uh, Ghoul, yeah, I wanted to get the, the Ghoul's opinion first, because I know you, you were a Walking Dead fan just like I am, and we kind of gave up at the same time. So I wanted to know what your thoughts were about it uh, coming to an end. I think it, it uh, should have ended a while ago, but it's ending with season 11. Again, not following through with everything since the, you know, quote-unquote death of Rick Grimes. Uh, I can't really speak to to anything of the quality of the, the recent episodes. Yes, by the time that was going on, I felt like I was in Walking Dead burnout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I agree. There was spinoffs. There were other series. You know, there was just zombies were fucking everywhere. And that, I think, really is uh, is what hurt as far as those things went, you know. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of exploring it again and, and seeing. I might just pick up where I left off rather than try to go back to the beginning and see see where I go. Um, I, find, I have a feeling that if I was to try to do that, I probably wouldn't get very far and just end up fucking giving up again. Um, so, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give it another shot and I'll, say, I'll see where they go. I, I hope that the quality is is good. What about you, Monkey? Um, I I just hope that they give the the series a proper ending and a proper closing, so that fans are happy with the final package and don't feel ripped off at the end of the journey. That that's all. It's just the fans that have followed it throughout this entire time. You know, we're talking ten years now of this show yeah, being man. on the air, and yeah. I, one of them I, still, yeah. I, yeah, and I'm just saying that I hope the writers do it justice. And just give a proper fa- farewell and a proper closing for the fans who followed this show this entire time. I just hope they don't fuck point. the audience. 
So you're not you're saying that Rick Grimes is going to wake up out of a coma and it was all a dream? <laughs> or, or they were all in purgatory the entire time. You mean yeah. they were dead? They're all the going to walk time? into a church. I fucking wake up. Yeah. Of my life. They're all going to wake up in an island. This sporty man with smoke out. That's so fucking great. <laughs> Rick well, wakes up and he's a lumberjack. The sister was like, his name is Kristen Shepard. I mean, it couldn't have fucking been any more obvious. <laughs> Man, uh, I, yeah. I, still, I, st- I still remember sitting with the diva while she watched the last episode. And I was dating her, like, almost the entire time that show was on. And, I, to- you know, I told her, you know, like, you know, one of the first couple episodes, I was like, you're all fucking dead. And she was like, no, no. And she got into all of those conspiracies and all the behind-the-scenes shit that you could do. And when the show, when the episode ended, she looked at me, like, just blank face. I, like, I was such an asshole. I just pointed at her, and I just fucking started laughing. I was like, oh, uh-huh. dude, I told you they were fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> you can put I your never... flags or lost away now. I had never even watched an episode of the show. Just seeing the fucking commercial for it when they before they premiered it, I was like, "They're dead." I'm like, "There's just there's no fucking way around it," you know. So of course, when it goes to three, four seasons later, I didn't actually start watching Lost until they were in season five, you know. And that was because a bunch of friends had convinced me to finally check it out and take a look, watch it. It's really smart. It's really this. They're not dead, is what they swore, you know. And sure as shit, you know, like when it all ended, it was like, man, you motherfuckers took the long way around to get to this one, huh? <laughs> all right, what else you got on hard? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was that, that was the big that was the big one today. Again, didn't see that one coming. That one totally took me by surprise. That's the a big one. That's a big um, story. Yeah, uh, apparently there's going to be. I don't even know what to make of this one, but apparently there's going to be a, a prequel uh, to to RoboCop uh, with oh yeah screenwriter uh, <laughs> taking on uh, you know the origins of OCP. Uh, a prequel to RoboCop that's not going to feature RoboCop at all. Like before, nope. pre-RoboCop times. I just it's don't like know if... And again, I don't know if, if this is something... Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know about, about you guys, but I will say that I watched... I saw the original uh, RoboCop for the first time in a while, sometime within the last two weeks. And I loved yeah, it a long time ago, ago, and I... And I, and I and I and I love it now. It's just happened to it happens to be on in like a, a bunch of times in the rotation of channels that I have, and I just I don't know that the the universe there uh, <laughs> needs an origin story like pre Robocop. Yeah. No, Dick Jones. I just I, <laughs> so the senior VP the gets his fucking of young Dick story. Jones. <laughs> yeah, What's that? He's got a whip and a fedora. It's like fucking. It's like young. It's like young Sheldon. You know, it's just uh, it's young a big bang theory. You know, they just yeah. they just went back. <laughs> like, how exciting is that show going to be without RoboCop? Where it's just the fucking adventures of a guy in business school. So he develops yeah, OCP. Or, you know, know, I'm going to Delta City to open up a business. Wow, you know, or the story of man. of you know driving up crime. You know, letting crime fucking run rampant, and then. You know, buying up the property when people leave and privatizing the police and and all the shit that OCP was trying to do. But like, I don't think any, I, I don't care. You know, like in that universe, okay, we already yeah, have a RoboCop movie. 
coming. Okay, it's but coming <laughs> soon. We have we have another RoboCop. They're doing. RoboCop is getting the the Halloween, uh, you know, 2018 treatment where there's going to be uh, a sequel based on uh, Mike Miners and Ed uh, Newmyers. Um, 1988 script, they're going to do a, a straight sequel to the original film that's going to be yeah. coming out. Um, so, like, I just, I, I think that, like, like we're going to see more of that, uh, that concept, but I don't know that we need this OG story. I don't think that that was enough of a story in the first movie to, to warrant that backstory. I just thought it was, it was just such a weird thing I was reading today. I was like, really? This is, this is what they're working on? It's just, I don't know. All right, so so now if I can play a little devil's advocate on this. Okay, so let's look at it this way, all right? No, watching RoboCop as a kid, RoboCop 1, RoboCop 2, all that shit. At no point did I ever sit there and say to myself, man, I really, really, really would want to see the origins of OCP. (laughs) I want to know how this company got started. I want to know, like, why they did this or that. That never, ever crossed my mind in any way. That being said, fast forward to 2020, where we're in a society currently at war with one another, where we have cities that people are fucking people up left and right. You know, I could see where if you were to take a show or a movie of that nature, apply some of today's political and social commentary to it, you could very much build a modern world in which somebody could argue that maybe RoboCop isn't a bad idea. Um, you know, so I, I could see why somebody thinks that this is a good idea. Should, atta- should they attach it to the RoboCop franchise? That I don't know. I think maybe you could have uh, could have did something a little more original or maybe tried to find... Demolition Man. I don't know. You know what? The- <laughs> we just watched this. Yeah, there you go. I mean, we just watched this with freaking... Uh, Watchmen, you know, the HBO series on Watchmen, oh, yeah. current politics, the current ideas, and applied it to that, you know, dystopian future, and it fucking worked brilliantly. So, you know, can it be done? Yes. You know, and I, I've seen it. I know, you know, the king has seen it, so it definitely yeah, can yeah, be I've done properly. It, yeah, I just, but like the, the Dean said, it's just how exciting is it to watch fucking Dick Jones become a senior <laughs> VP of a company? Where he doesn't even own the company, he's just a senior VP, and he's like, you know what? Let's just fucking do shit for fucking an hour at a time. Like, let's talk about <laughs> mergers and acquisitions. Like, okay, that's exciting. Episode one in the can. So it's gonna be them in a fucking boardroom <laughs> talking about Delta City and how they can fucking it do could stuff. Be the, like, they can make him a Donald Trump <laughs> character, man, and fucking there you mm. go, right there. You know, it is it is the rise. Dick Jones was pretty badass. <laughs> he was pretty bad. When you think about it, he was. I mean, I don't know. I think the old man was a little bit more cutthroat than Dick Jones ever could have fucking seen. But, I mean, he cut off fucking Neil Nash and snorting coke off a stripper's leg in the one scene. He sent Clarence in there for it. I mean, it's like, all right. Th- <laughs> it could be fun. I'd like to see a background to those guys. Send me a, Cla- send me a Clarence backstory and Nash and those guys with their such six thousands. Maybe they oh, no, maybe, maybe they'll Wall be in there. Esque film, you know. Ooh, that'd be great. There's so much cocaine. Like there just needs to be a lot of cocaine. Like you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Cocaine. Steve Madden. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Like monkey, if you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street yet, please find a fucking copy and watch it. it, it just, oh yeah, incredible. yeah. 
Yeah, I've seen uh, it, man. I, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and John Barenthal. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving away from OCP, what's next, uh, Dean? Uh, a lot of stuff in the John Carpenter world of They Live going on. Uh, there's going to be a apparently beautiful 4K restoration from Screen Factory on the way, as well as a deluxe vinyl 7-inch uh, of the John Carpenter recorded score, original theme that he recorded in 2017. And there's mm-hmm. also, if this is your kind of thing, going to be a new uh, Keith David action figure uh, based on his character in They Live. So if you are a fan of John Carpenter's They Live, there's lots of goodies on the way to you in the near future. Actually, they're yeah, coming out with uh, two figures for They Live. Yeah, they are. But the uh, yeah the Roddy Piper one's going to be separate. That's going to be by itself. But the Frank Armitage one, the Keith David, that's going to be with a special edition uh, Blu-ray. Uh, Ultra H- HD, whatever you want to call it. It's actually going to come with it in a special package from the Screen Factory. Oh, But yeah, okay. the, the Roddy Piper is going to be separate. Yeah, Roddy Piper is just going to be in a separate package that you could buy. But yeah, you can only get the Frank Armitage if you get the exclusive uh, Ultra HD 4K uh, release of They Live. Which, just talking about fucking RoboCop and all that shit, where's the fucking modern-day version of They Live? We're living in They Live right now. Like, this is our fucking world. That's that why we don't need it, live. man. It's too on the nose. Ah, <laughs> I just, I need an update, man. I just, I want to see Donald Trump's fat fucking face up there, and all of a sudden he's an alien. I'm like, see, I told you guys. <laughs> I thought that was Donald Trump. It happened in real life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably is him, too, but, yeah, just, so let's start at the top and work our way down. I mean, if they live, I can, you know, update. But, yeah, Dean, it is really too on the nose. You're watching now, and you're like, it's just now. <laughs> Not science fiction anymore. That, do- that doesn't need a remake movie. That needs a remake series. Like, that's a long-form yes, yeah. exploration Some, an type of deal, you know. Put that on Prime. Yeah. Put that on HBO Max, you know. Somebody purchase those fucking rights and make it. I'm surprised John Carpenter isn't trying to. I know he's trying to reboot the thing and make his new version of the thing. You should be doing They Live. They Live, you sleep. Fuck yeah, dude. That's the president's fucking motto. (laughs) Yeah, man. Make America Uh, obey again. (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's that's on his hat. That's on the next hat. (laughs) Check out these new hats. Make America obey again. Consume, motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta wear the sunglasses, man. That was the whole thing when Google Glass came out when they had the headwear. That was the whole thing. They were trying to tell you something. And then Trump shut it down, man. Real fucking quick. That came and went like the fucking virtual. That came and went like the virtual boy. Okay. Oh man, I think even faster than the virtual. I think you can still get virtual boys. You can't get Google Glass anymore. They fucking buried that in the desert like the E.T. cartridges for the Atari. I've got, like, I got certain <laughs> movies on my Xbox that are, like, Google Glass, like, exclusives that I guess have special features <laughs> or some shit that I can only access because I actually Ooh, have that shit. I have, like, exciting. the Transformers movie. Like, I have no fucking idea. Like, you had no choice but to buy that edition of it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I never had an intention of buying Google Glass. Never had a desire for it. Nothing. No, there's probably no glass. 
All right, Dean, what's next? What's next? That's a very good question, King. I'm going to tell you what's next. Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott is (laughs) at it again. He's talking about a new alien film, uh, but he kind of was babbling and didn't make a lot of sense, but apparently there's going to be a new alien film uh, that is not tied to Prometheus or Covenant, but that maybe the traditional aliens and, you know, the, the face huggers and the, and the chest busters uh, have run their course. And I don't know, like I was reading his quote. I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And then when I got to the end of it, the inter the, the reporter uh, was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? So, uh, you know, there's been so much talk about different <laughs> alien projects, uh, you know, um, Neil Blomkamp has been talking about making a, a, alien movie with Sigourney Weaver uh, with help from James Cameron and Walter Hill apparently wrote like a 50 page treatment. We talked about that a while ago. Uh, so, so who knows what's going on with, with that, with that right now, but apparently, uh, you know, Ridley Scott is, uh, you know, letting all the other alien working uh, writers and people that want to bring the story to, to the forefront uh, is letting everyone know that he still is the controller, um, but he has no idea what he's doing apparently. I thought that was the point of that quote because, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say that when I put it up on the Talking Terror page, I was going to quote him for the article, but I couldn't because I couldn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. He was like, oh, well, there might be facehuggers, or maybe not. They might have transitioned into something else, but I will tell you this. It's not going to be Prometheus. I was like, that's it. I'm just going to put that as a quote. This is not going to be like Prometheus, and that's it. I was like, because the rest of it is fucking drunken nonsense. I don't know how they got that interview from Ridley Scott. But go ahead, uh, Ghoul. Sorry to cut you off. Well, the funny thing, too, though, is, is, you know, what everybody has to remember is that when Prometheus was coming out, Ridley Scott went out of his way to constantly tell everybody prior, this is not part of the Alien franchise. <laughs> yeah. that wasn't what yes, it's initial, that's not what its initial inception was. It didn't become that until a little bit later. And then, yes, they, they eventually made connections to that. Um, and then, yes, we had Alien Covenant, which was a more direct connection. Uh, again, I know he is an executive producer on Raised by Wolves. He directed the first two episodes of Raised, on Wolves, uh, Raised by Wolves, which, again, is on HBO Max. And that's – he still wants to make original content is what it is. Unfortunately, yeah. they want him to make Alien movies. And he seems much more comfortable. You watch those first two episodes of the series, you see the concepts and the thoughts and these ideas that he wants to go with. The things that we saw him try to introduce in Prometheus, you know? But everybody wants to see fucking, you know, xenomorphs and spit fucking acid blood and shoot motherfuckers with machine guns. You know what? Get James Cameron to do that shit if you can get him away from the fucking 17 Avatar fucking films that he's currently making. Um, you know, I, I like the original Alien for what it was, which was a, a fucking slasher film in space. You can't recreate that. You're not going to be able to get it again. You're never going to hit that mark again. That's why I liked what he did with Prometheus, which was give you something different. Make you think. Give us some science fiction films that are you know, thought-based science fiction, not just fucking run and gun and, you know, shoot shit science fiction. Do you mean elevated? Fiction. It doesn't need to be oh, elevated, man. man. 
elevated it just arm. needs to play science and fiction. You know, not not Sci-Fi Channel. I'm saying, you know, the, the idea of science fiction is that it's fiction <laughs> based with some science in it. Hmm. Gotta make you think, man. Gotta make you think. Gotta make think. And come up with ideas. Gotta and, elevate. And I it's gotta look pretty. If you want. No, man, we're talking. No, we're, we're we're talking like rollerball, man. We're talking like Logan's Run, you know, yeah, Silent Running. <laughs> oh, Life Force! Oh, God. <laughs> and yeah, Ridley Scott just falls into I've that thing, that like the the so gorgeous side of I've Never finished that film. Yeah, you're not <laughs> yeah, missing out, man. <laughs> it's not an easy one to get through, but once you get through it, you feel accomplished. You're like, you know, when I did something today. Like, I earned that extra beer tonight because I got through that fucking movie. <laughs> it's like you know, being a long-time Grateful Dead fan, I'm sure, sure the Dean knows this one too. You know, there's this film called Dark Star, which is like a 1970s science fiction film. John Carpenter, Dan O'Bannon. That's a fucking uh, that's a rough ride if ever there is one too, man. That's uh, that, that, get that high drag. or get drunk, and you'll get through it. Dark Star is very easy I, when you're drunk or high. I've watched it I've many tried. times, hmm. both drunk or high. Yeah. Oh, you know, man, like they need Many times. We have different, <laughs> different tastes of what we like to watch when we're, when we're in that state of mind, man. <laughs> Especially when the fucking big red beach ball comes out with the little feet on it that they call a monster. And it's just bouncing around the fucking hallways of this, this fucking cramped space hallway. Like, it's just, man, I don't know. I've been drunk and high so many times watching that movie. I'm like, this is brilliant, man. It's like, it's, you know, not Forbidden Planet. You know, it's not, uh, you know, the the one movie that the monkey and I like and I'm spacing on the fucking title. It's Sid Haig. Galaxy Terror. That's it. Not Galaxy Terror. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Never Ending Story. Galaxy Terror. No, no, no. I don't, I, that was, man, I don't remember one. I felt like fucking Alex DeLarge fucking with my eyes fucking wide open watching that movie the entire time. That's just what a bad experience. Then I had all these weepy uh, you... motherfuckers next to me. I was like, Why you just had to poke crying? the bear, didn't you, you know? Ghoul? You just had to poke the bear. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I've, I've got it on good authority that the movie hates the king, too, so it's all good. <laughs> they, both don't, they both don't like each other. Uh, that's what I like. I don't mind that. If the movie hates me right back, then I'm okay with it. But, yeah, no. There's just a, a lot of things that I'd rather watch. <laughs> I mean, then, and then the monkey's like, well, there is a sequel. And I was like, no, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> no, I, I, I told you there's a couple. There's a couple? Dude, I must have been drunk when you told me that there was a couple. I thought you only told me there was one. Yeah. Why would they make yeah, more than and, one? There's, there's, what? There's, and, and, there's no story left. And there was a cartoon it's theory. It's a never-ending story. <laughs> it never ends. No, Don't it ended. It? it ended. Because he, he fucking got the weird Reese Witherspoon-looking chick, and he's like, your name is fucking Moony. And she's like, Whoa. And then the fucking movie ended. I'm like, see, it ended. The story ends. It's not never ending. There is a fucking beginning, middle, and end. Why are there fucking 19 sequels? Because it goes on and on. Two sequels. Two equally bad sequels. <laughs> yeah. More than needs to be. I think, Just, I think then, one of you them know, stars Jonathan Brandon. Make that book and the other one stars uh, something Richter. Jack Black. I don't know. The kids from uh, the kids Jack Black. Really three. Yeah, Jack Black is in the third three three will will three. Yeah, yeah, I thought there was one yeah. three will. I didn't know it was three. No, there was three. Oh, <laughs> How was there more story I, left to tell with that fucking whale? 
He freed himself. That's it. So it's over. Because he comes back. He comes back. He got back. caught again. He's an idiot then. He deserves what he gets. He shouldn't have come back. He get what you get. Fucking whatever his name was. But, I mean, look, you said how – you're right, though. Like, what – what what more story is there to tell? But in in the second in the second one, uh, you know the orphan who got adopted in the first one uh, has a brother that shows up after the birth mother died. So now this second orphan comes to live with Michael Madsen and his wife, and this time uh, Jesse, the kid from the first three, really learns that an evil corporation that's stealing at the paycheck. Yeah, well, uh, an evil corporation. That is uh, <laughs> spilling oil is threatening a Willie uh, up in Alaska, uh, where they have to go to Alaska because Willie is being threatened by greedy corporate businessmen that are spilling oil into the waters. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's <laughs> something not free like Willie anymore. It's, it's saving Willie like in the second one. That's what and they should call the same And you need the, un- the, and you need the unification of the white folk and the, and the Native American folks because, you know, they all mm. get together in those films and then they work that shit out. Was that a problem yeah, with their powers? Movies? I remember there being with their a situation powers combined. Like, <laughs> wow. And in the third one, lo- I mean, what? In the third one, um, third one. Jesse, yeah, and Jesse, uh, he he now he works on board. Uh, he's like a sixteen-year-old or a t- like a teenager, like an older teenager, uh, doing like a, some kind of internship <laughs> on the, on like a like Wild a research Wars. ship with his. If you remember, the, there was like the there was like the Native American man that worked at the SeaWorld type place that took him yeah. under his wing in the first movie. Uh, he's now working with that guy on this research ship, and he befriends another kid whose dad is like a whaler, uh, killing whales, and they have to like team up to stop the evil whalers before they get to Willie and the rest of his pod. So something like that happened in the third in the third one. Hmm. I, I, no. ne- never saw the third one, man. I never made it that far. You didn't get a yeah, blowout I, I mean, the first third one. movie. <laughs> and then in, Again, a little bit remember, later, I saw there the was the original a, film six times in theaters. Okay, six times. <laughs> in the in the and then a little bit later on, um, there was a there was Free Willy escape from the Pirates Cove, but it was it started it was Let's a new Bay? cast. No. It was none of. None of the, I don't think any of the performers from the original series returned. Um, the fourth, so that's oh, so technically like, like a fourth, diary of a wimpy a fourth kid, Willy. <laughs> it starred, I'm looking now, it starred, so Free Willy 4, Escape from Pirate's Cove, starred uh, the late Steve Irwin's daughter, Bindi Irwin, and Bo Bridges. Oh. oh Bo Bridges, wow. We're breaking out the big bridges there. Couldn't get Jeff, break out Bo. Yeah. Wait, always did. Hey, listen, uh, just like the wizard, but, okay, he's still playing the dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. They, again, they couldn't get Jeff, so they get Bo. Bo works for a lot cheaper than Jeff does. So that's how it works for the bridges. <laughs> and then you just can't afford weight at all because he's so busy doing those, you know, Zucker movies. So he's like, I'm doing Hot Shots for Six. It's like, great, Lloyd, great. Can't wait to see that one. Lloyd <laughs> even still with us? No, he died a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah, so there was four. Ago. There were over spread over seventeen years. There was four Free Willy films. Thank well, that's you. the same thing that spiraled out of control for Home Alone. After Escape from New York, all of a sudden <laughs> they're like, you know what? Let's just make like three more, and then just not tell anybody about it. We'll yeah, but you know what? At least in the at least the, the difference though, the difference. Movies. 
No, there's more than that. There's more than that, dude. But the difference is that the uh, the first two like Home Alones uh, was like the same thing, and when when the third one came along, it was totally totally different. Uh, the um, the Free Willy series, with the exception of that fourth one, which came like ten years after the third one, was the same story and kind of like the same large storyline uh, with the same main character. Um, you know, when Home Alone three came along, and then um, Home Alone 4, uh, those were two totally different separate movies. Yeah, that could have been called something completely different, but for some reason they wanted them under the banner of Home Alone, but it's like not even anybody knew about it. Like they went straight yeah. to DVD, all of them. So they were all, like they were all straight to another Home Alone. And then, yeah. and then yeah. Home Alone 5 also, because there was, there was a fifth one called The Holiday Heist. Uh, that one oh was God. also straight to video. <laughs> and they, <laughs> and so every one of them, them, as I'm looking, every one of them uh, has a kid on the cover, like slapping his hands against his cheeks. Oh, it's like the, they, it's like, it's like the calling every card. Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a so once Macaulay was gone, there was no reason for me to watch that series anymore. Of course so, not. I have, I've never saw the third one. <laughs> I have no idea. I can't attest to the quality in any way. Um, uh huh. Yeah, he left after two. He knew when to leave. He knew when it was time to go. He had other movies to make. He had this fucking good son to make. He was done. He, he, drugs, he had drugs and partying to do, dude. Yeah, man. He fucking lived for us because he had to do those fucking movies. He's like, trust me, guys. I'm going to live for everybody because I had to make those fucking movies. Like, I would love to get fucked up with him in a club and just be like, dude, do the fucking face. Do the face. Put your hands against your cheeks. And he's going to be so oh, fucked God. up, he's just going to be like, yeah, oh! And I'm like, that's it. I'm McCauley, he did the face. <laughs> Party with McCauley Culkin. I want him fucking talking like Michael Alec the entire time, dude. His character and fucking Party Oh, monster. my God, yes. Phenomenal. Yeah, oh, dude, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That fucking movie owns. Yeah, I would love that. This is fucking Party with McCauley Culkin. Can you just talk like Michael Alec the entire night? And then just occasionally do the Home Alone face so we know that you're so cool? I love that. I'm going to have to watch that this weekend. Um, but all right, Dean, uh, what else do you have for us? So, so uh, you know, we've been waiting on, or I know I can't speak for you guys. I've been waiting patiently for uh, Netflix's uh, Army of the Dead film. And if, if you guys mm-hmm. talked about this, uh, I know I had to bail last week, but I didn't we have did. this in my notes for last week. So if you, oh, you didn't. Okay, no, great. No, we so, wildly anyway, went out of control last week. <laughs> that's fine. But uh, so, so Zack Snyder, we know, was given a $90 million budget from Netflix to make this crazy balls-to-the-wall uh, zombie uh, film, Army of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't have a release date yet, but, but you know, they're, they're working on it. Uh, but they are saying already, even though Army of the Dead has not yet uh, seen the light of day, they're already aiming to turn it into a franchise in that they are already working on a prequel as well as an animated series. So uh, here we have a whole franchise going to be delivered to us, but we haven't even seen uh, the namesake yet. But, uh, you know, yes, exactly, (laughs) the first film. So uh, from the information that's come out about it, like it sounds super fun to me, and I've been looking forward to it since I've heard it, especially since he did say that he wants to go all the way with, like, the action and the gore and, and all of that stuff because... You know, you need a good amount of gore uh, to make this stuff fun, in my opinion. So, anyway, uh, a franchise in the works uh, for Snyder's Army of the 
dead. Uh, very quickly, Does it have we don't need to discuss shoes? this. Oh. Are they, uh, they going to have baking shoes in the new movie? Uh, I mean, for $90 million, they better. <laughs> uh, we have talked on this show about the, uh, the Chucky TV series, and uh, mm-hmm. that is going to be delayed. That's getting pushed to next year uh, because of COVID-19. So if you've been looking forward to that, you will have to continue to look forward to it. And then we talked hmm, about okay. a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Shudder having announced their uh, for the holiday season, since we all need to get an early start, how Shudder has announced their 61 days of Halloween uh, programming a couple weeks ago. Uh, I know we well, talked about this today on the Facebook page, but Netflix, <laughs> Netflix uh, has announced their scheduled Netflix and Chills special, uh, where mm-hmm. they're going to be having a whole slew of new original programming uh, debut uh, over the next several weeks, including tomorrow, and I'm really looking forward to this, uh, the sequel to The Babysitter, Babysitter 2, uh, hits Netflix tomorrow. Uh, so uh, that is like the kickoff, maybe not the kickoff, but uh, Netflix and chills as we head towards uh, the Halloween season uh, is going to have all kinds of uh, season-based uh, new programming for you to check out, and you can find uh, the whole schedule for that in numerous places on the internet. And then uh, I yeah. know that the ghoul uh, had voiced his displeasure uh, very strongly on this here program no. about his Me? about his inability to secure a pair of Grateful Dead themed uh, sneakers for your feet. <laughs> and <laughs> he might get another chance because Nike, while not entering the world of the Grateful Dead in sneakers, Nike is entering the world of Nightmare on Elm Street uh, with a pair pair of Nightmare on Elm Street themed sneakers. Uh, They're going to be what's called the the bacon shoes. (laughs) The Air Max 95s. The Air Max Max 95s. And they yes. look like they're getting ketchup. Yeah. The upper, the upper of the shoe is constructed of mesh and canvas to replicate Kruger's sweater. Accents on the base include gray suede toe caps, checkered tongue, and a metallic silver overlay speckled with red in reference to Freddie's favorite razor glove. Uh, these shoes Ooh. will be available to purchase sometime in October. And if you want to get your hands on a pair before they go into the sneaker resale business pool, you better be on your marks when the time comes at your keyboards, lest you be disappointed once again uh, and have to oh. wear old shoes. Uh, holy <laughs> shit. I, I, I have the app on my phone, so I'll surely put in just to see on whether or not I actually want to bid on them. But I'll be perfectly honest with you. I saw the picture of those fucking things. They look like garbage. They <laughs> look like the shoes that you tend to see on homeless people in, like, New York City <laughs> or Trenton. You know, that's what they actually look like. So it's if, true. They, they wanted, oh, man. If, if they were going for the Freddy Krueger look, they kind of failed. But if they were going for the homeless look, it was a fucking great success. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't be able to tell that by the, the deemed 
awesome the price is right description. Seriously, man, the way you described their shoes yeah, sounded like the, the way they described products on the price is right. Dude, I was just I was I was just reading the copy from Nike, man. That was that was Nike's copy. You know, I was, I was on my own. I'm not gonna take credit for that. You know, I was reading it right from Nike. Here's just a quick question. What's what's the cost? What are they saying on the price? Uh, there is no cost. I have not seen any cost associated. Uh, 500 bucks. Oh, they're giving it to us for free? Sweet. <laughs> All the homeless people. Come on. They got some new sneakers. <laughs> you got some new sneakers. Back to truck <laughs> even homeless people are no, like, even homeless people are like, nope, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I already got a pair. <laughs> we don't wear. Why is it going to be like a hole or two, you know, and you're all set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm not yeah, seeing, I'm not seeing any, um, I'm not seeing any pricing information uh, at this time after a quick search. Um, but moving on. Uh, just going to wrap up uh, this part of our show with some talk uh, that has to do with Friday the 13th, a couple of different things with Friday the 13th. Uh, one, I had shared uh, a few days ago on our group that apparently the the cut gore footage from the Friday the 13th Part 2, uh, which had been thought to be lost forever, uh, has been located. Uh, it was located on a in a I shared the whole story and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but someone involved with the film had this footage on an old VHS tape that's been stuffed in a box sitting in his house. Uh, they found it. They said that the, 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 um, the quality of the VHS tape uh, was excellent being that it was older VHS. Uh, they still used really quality material uh, before VHS turned into uh, a media that was mass produced and they've started to use inferior uh, products. With that being said, they were able to use all like the highest test uh, or the highest grade of restoration processes involving like baking the film and doing all those things they do. And when the upcoming Friday the 13th box set hits the shelves in October, uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 for the first time is going to feature uh, the original gore footage uh, that was cut. So that's pretty exciting. That's stuff that we're going to see for the first time. Um, so I look forward to that. And then also, while they had announced uh, over the summer that there were going to be many opportunities to see the original 1978 Halloween in the theater, uh, you know, around the Halloween season, you know, at the time we were thinking, oh, by whenever they made this announcement, by October, you know, our world will, you know, it's got to be back to normal by then, but no such luck. Um, you know, they've also announced that the original Friday the 13th to celebrate uh, the upcoming box set uh, is going to be released into the big screens in October. Uh, there's going to be two national showings on October 4th and October 7th uh, featuring, uh, you know, the, the beautifully remastered version of the original film. And there's also going to be a special bonus presentation uh, called uh, Secrets Galore uh, Behind the Gore, featuring Tom Savini, uh, you know, with some exploration of some of the gore effects from the original film. So while in theory to me, that sounds awesome, and I would love an opportunity to see Friday the 13th on the big screen, I don't think I'm going to be in any mindset to be venturing out to a movie theater in less than a month. So, um, yeah. you know, if that's your thing, uh, there you have it. You can see Friday the 13th on the big screen. That was well, a battle for Friday the 13th stuff. 
Uh, what sorry, I was going to say, uh, NECA is coming out with a new figure for New Blood. So there will be a new Friday the 13th movie, I mean, figure by NECA. Sorry, Ghoul, what were you saying? No, I was saying it's the whole thing with the theaters, man. I'm, I'm, the I'm the same on that. As much as I would love to see Friday the 13th on the big screen, um, no, I'm definitely not going to be going. I would have done it for the new Yeah, movie, I mean, maybe you know, there'll or, be another any number of other films in the future, but it's just a bummer right now because these are cool-sounding events, and I'm just I'm not willing to go out there for it. So, um, you know, maybe there'll be another opportunity. Can... Uh, but, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the one thing I can be thankful for, though, is I have seen Friday the 13th on the big screen recently, in which when we were there a couple of years ago at the Mahoning Drive-In for the first Friday the 13th night that they did. Oh, you know, uh, I, I remember when you did that. I remember you did that. That's, that was awesome for you. That was I'm definitely sure was a an experience. And just yeah, to bring up the sneaker thing. So, just, just to give you an idea, okay? So as of right now, StockX, who is you know the the big name. As that's far a, that's as, like, not the one. That's a different. That's something else. That's not the those sneakers. That's, I saw that too. No, I that's StockX. Girls play nice. <laughs> what they do is like Nike makes whatever sneakers they make, or a company makes sneakers. StockX, then people go and list them a la like eBay to resell, or think StubHub with your tickets and whatnot. So just as an example, the original Nike Dunk SB Low Freddy Krueger sneakers, currently the lowest asking price to buy out is $55,000. Okay, right now what? the highest bid on a pair is $13,500. Yeah, $13,500 for a pair of fucking Freddy Krueger Nike shoes. Now the other ones that are coming out in October... Like the dean said, if you have the, they'll probably run you 150 to 200 something dollars. If you get lucky enough to get them, you can obviously turn them over and make a profit because that's what a bunch of other motherfuckers are doing. I don't think it'll hit these numbers, but you know it'll uh, it'll definitely go for something. Yeah, and look, yeah. Man, just because just just because they're on that side of those numbers, also it doesn't mean anybody's actually plunking down the fucking dough either. Actually, you know yeah, what, man? I, I have a family member who is a uh, who I just recently, because again, my whole thing with the Grateful Dead sneakers, it led to me finding out some other things, particularly that I have a family member who has quite a collection of sneakers and regularly uses that kind of site when he has to, when he cannot get his hands on them by other means. So, so people are paying a couple fucking thousand dollars a pair for these damn things, man. God bless anybody who has that kind of care. We need to just start yeah. flipping shoes to make our budget here on this show, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll pass. But, I'd rather go yeah, I mean, uh, Um And then, so yeah, so the, so yeah, the, the Friday Dean, the 13th uh, stuff. And, um, you know, I did want to say, too, that I said in the group, and I'm stoked. I did. I talked about it on the show. I talked about it. it on our group. And I did it. I, I, placed, I, placed, I placed the pre-order. <laughs> For the for the Friday the Thirteenth box set, I had an Amazon gift card that I've been sitting on uh, since my birthday, and that gift card covered more like a like a decent amount more than half the cost, and um, I just decided to fuck it, so I I, I ordered it, and it, it'll it comes on like October fifteenth, so I uh, cannot wait. Very cool. Breaks. Very very excited. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I was I was proud that you did that because I know that you said the whole thing about you know physical media and movies, but 
it's a big purchase. I'm glad that you did. You saw the thing that I'm going to buy, so that's why I said there's one thing that I want to get more than the Friday 13th box set, and I think I'm going to go for it next week. So I'll be excited for it. But since that box set does include the Friday 13th Part 2 uncut footage, the movie tonight we're talking about is actually an uncut gore footage as well. And that's uh, Tammy and the T-Rex from 1994, directed by Stuart Rappel. So if the ghoul would like to get into this, let's talk about some Tammy and the T-Rex. That was such a smooth segue, King, I have to say. Um, Thank you. Relation. I mean, that, was, that, that was, yep, a stretch, but you did it, man. You did it. Like Dora. You did it. Um, <laughs> I'm the man. Tammy and the T-Rex. You, you know what? I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with everybody right now. I had no fucking idea this movie even existed. It ain't like I found it somewhere. Nope. I didn't, you know, this I stumbled across accidentally. It was like, oh, Tammy and the T-Rex. And I read the description, and I was like, well, that just sounds silly. Let me just turn this movie on, and, you know, I'll watch it for a couple of minutes, probably pass out to it. And, yeah, I got about 15 to 20 minutes into it, and I'm like, this is going to be my pick. Um, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, Fuck yeah, dude. The fucking the premise is right there. I mean, here we are a year after Jurassic Park. You know, Bernie from Weekend of Bernie's fame has pulled the brain out of fucking, you know, Bernie Brian Lomax, O'Connor. Yeah. You know, yes, Bernie Lomax. You know, he pulled the brain out Daniel of Brian Cruz, O'Connor. Stuck it in a fucking an- an- animatronic dinosaur. And, you know, <laughs> Lieutenant Carmen Ibanez has to try to help him. I don't know. She loves him. Stubby arms and all. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad. So, uh, Dean, I'll go to, go to you first. What do you think about Tammy and the T-Rex? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean what, what else can you fucking say about, about a movie? Just from the fucking title and cover art um, to the fucking absurd. I, I can't wait to even just get into some of the things that take place in this film <laughs> as far as, like, character motivations, choices, and whatnot. But look, this is. I felt that there was after all of the after uh, after the initial dinosaur rampage, I felt that there was like a big lull for a while. But overall, like this was just some silly fun. Um, it felt at some point at some parts it felt uh, very much like a trauma film, and uh, I feel that you know when it comes to our show, this is usually the kind of absurd pick that that I make. Uh, but I was very happy to see <laughs> the ghoul. Uh, deliver yeah. this pick to us because I thought it was, you know, it was silly. It was just silly entertainment, and it was good to see, uh, you know, people that have gone on to had, I mean, to some level of success, uh, like going early back to their careers with Denise Richards and Paul Walker, obviously the late Paul Walker, um, and, uh, you know, uh, but still, fun, just silly, silly fun, silly, silly fun. Right. Monkey, what do you think about Tammy and T-Rex? Oh man, it's like, uh, yeah, King. It's like after watching this movie, man, I, I gotta tell you, uh, unfortunately, Bloodbeat is no longer the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> so, 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 Bloodbeat has oh, so, so now. I was going to these movies, uh, fucking taking it so seriously. I told you, this is a fucking stupid, absurd <laughs> movie. Watch it like that. It's just this movie <laughs> is why so we. Do, this is this is why Trauma doesn't use animatronics. And this is why Troma doesn't tell their actors to try and act, all right? Because this is like a Troma movie, you know, with bad animatronics, but and then they're still trying to tell their actors to act. And it's just coming across as just fucking horrible. Uh, It's like, and it's just, 
I, I love wherever the dinosaur is. There's conveniently a platform of some kind for the dinosaur to stand on, Slappy. like haystacks, <laughs> like haystacks. You know, like a, a like a giant T-Rex could stand on top of <laughs> haystacks and not fall through. But hey, you know, it's Paul Walker in there. Uh, whatever. And then we've got the um, fucking fucking kid from Children of the Corn in there. You know, r- running fucking John Franklin. Yeah, running fucking computers and shit. Uh, 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 horny ass You're Bernie. You're just a the, dinosaur. Uh, yeah. Uh, horny ass Bernie that's always trying to mess with Helga's tits or whatever whenever he can. Uh, yeah, it was just oh my god, it was a giant clusterfuck of a mess. Oh man, but yeah, King, what did you think of this movie? Listen, I saw Tenant T Rex back in '95 because this was on HBO a lot and it was the PG-13 version, so it wasn't you know it was it was safe. You know, it was comical, it was stupid, it was over the top. You know, I was watching hardcore horror movies at this point, so it really didn't affect me. Over the but top, then years later in Fangoria. Let's just go What? Never mind. Anyway, continue. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So then on, in Fangoria a couple of years ago, they were talking about how John Carl Beekler, who directed Friday 13 Part 7, uh, he did some gore effects uh, for this movie because they originally wanted a rated R. So I was like, okay, that's fucking lost of time. There's no way anybody's going to find this lost footage and put it in. But lo and behold, in 2019, Shudder gains access to it, courtesy of Vinegar Syndrome, and we have the uncut version of Tammy and Teen Rex. Well, I should say Tanny and the Teenage Rex, which is the original <laughs> shooting title. But we get a lot of cool fucking practical gore. Yes, it's very trauma and it's very over the top. But it's fun because when you watch this movie without it, it's very stupid, even more stupid than, you know, when it already is presented. So you need that gore just to have that extra effect. Mm-hmm. And also, Sean Whalen's in this from People Under the Stairs. And he was in Jury Duty and a ton of other movies. He plays a sidekick to Billy, the guy that looks like a cross between uh, uh, Carlisle from Twilight and fucking Steve Perry from Journey. That's the fucking <laughs> two right there. The love child. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, yeah, Monkey, I'm sorry that you didn't like it as much. It's just I kept telling you there's a fucking token black guy named Byron who's fucking super fucking gay, and he's 94 Byron gay. Black. He's just like, sister, please. <laughs> like, you know, the entire fucking time, you know. Like, Girl, please, check that dick out. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's but, the fucking 94 gay that you get. But on the flip side, though, it's like I really got to give it to the fucking dinosaur that was in this fucking movie, man, because, like, the animatronics were fucking amazing on this thing. You know, the, the way the eyes moved, the way the brows moved, the way the mouth moved. This yeah. thing was mm-hmm. this thing was fucking better than any fucking dinosaur I saw at Universal Studios. You know, and I was like, and this was just going to a random theme park in fucking Texas. But it was better than yep, fucking what Universal put out for their Jurassic Park thing. And so I was really impressed with the actual dinosaur, you know. But then, <clears throat> until yeah. it starts moving, <laughs> and then you know you see the hands and the little fucking T Rex gloves reaching for the telephone, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what we're going for. But you get introduced <laughs> to the characters of Tammy and Michael, played by Paul Walker. You know, he just realized that he's going to go to a party where they have nothing but Corona, so he's kind of upset about it. As he goes outside <laughs> to talk to, to Tammy about the weekend, and yeah, right away you get the fact family. that they kind of. Yeah, I know. Because he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. That's how hardcore he is in high school. <laughs> he goes to, to ask Tammy out, and of course, Tammy just broke up with Billy. <laughs> he, uh, Billy shows up in his fucking Billy car from Halloween 5, that fucking dropped-off convertible. 
and shows up to cause trouble. And you know what? Michael's not running from this fight. I'm tired of this, Sammy. I'm yeah, going to fight this we, guy. To see, so, yes, yeah. he is. But let's just let's take a look at this for a minute. When when he shows up in the, in the gym after you know after having yeah. football practice, uh, mm-hmm. they are making such absurd, silly Google eyes at e- googly eyes at each other. Like <laughs> yeah. she she like can't wait for cra- practice to to be over. Uh, to get her hands on him, and then two minutes later, when it's over and he takes out that flower, she's like, "I'm sorry, uh, I can't do <laughs> yeah. this." Like the the shift, the change in oh. shift, and then 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 that whole gang, when Billy and the whole gang shows up, and that whole that whole amazingly '80s crew, even <laughs> though it's not the '80s, comes running out <laughs> with the, with those girls tackling like maniacal hens. Um, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like, how how did this Denise Richards here at school in her extracurricular activities, like, how was she part of that? How was she with that dude and part of that crew? It just didn't make any sense. Like, none of that made any sense to me in any way. It's so strange. That's why that's they what, broke up. That's because, what, yeah. because that's what Carmen is. She's a fucking tease. All right? That's what she was in Starship <laughs> Troopers. That's what she is in this fucking movie, too. She's a fucking tease <laughs> with her big, huge eyebrows. <laughs> and Michael standing his ground going up against Billy then you see the fight his fucking gang's hanging out but then they decide to do the glorious thing where Billy just grabs a handful of dick and starts squeezing <laughs> the shit out of Paul Walker's crotch and then he grabs back at Billy until the fucking cops split him up and then he goes ha I was wearing a cup I was like no that yeah, really fucking hurt I think, dude I think you are it. glossing you are glossing over some very important things that took place in this sequence not only were they sitting there, each with the equal, equal grab, you had the character of Byron who was, like, squealing with delight and cheering him on the whole time. <laughs> There's just so much going on in this sequence here. Fuck him up, Michael. Fuck him up. He's fanning himself off because he's getting hot and bothered by this whole thing. Just <laughs> looking at but, these two fucking heteros fucking grab dicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to end this fight. Yeah. There you go. Paul Walker's a long way from Fast and Furious in this movie. <laughs> but it was weird because watching this and then watching, you know, his later movies and stuff like that, and I was like, wow, his acting ability grew none since this movie because his acting was just Not as bad in Fast and Furious as it was in this movie. I don't think your English movie. fucking language ability grew either during that period. It grew none. <laughs> <laughs> His but yeah, no, I was no like, wow. no his, his, he he did not grow at all as an actor. <laughs> he years. tried. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's been fucking tamming the T-Rex. Everybody knows what fucking movie this is. Everybody that's in this movie knows exactly what the fuck they're doing. This movie that is not a fucking Oscar award-winning movie. So we're gonna fucking eat it up, just like when yeah, but- Kaiser shows up. And he's fucking gnawing on the fucking scenery. And Tucker Watson. Well, he had been doing this, though, because he also did this in Mannequin 2 as Hakim Kona, or whatever the fuck his name was in that damn yep. movie. Um, Off and Bruner. Know, Walker goes. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's still a kid. You know what I mean? He's still a kid. He's only like 21 in this film. So, 
you know, he's a young actor. He's up and coming. He's he's got a chance in this in this movie. Yes, is it a is it a cheesy slice of the early to mid nineties? Absolutely. There's it, so much planning on the T Rex, which is coming out <laughs> a year after at this point the biggest film Jurassic of all Park. time, which is Jurassic Park. <laughs> you know, so yes, he wants to get in on this. I wouldn't blame him. I'd be happy just like it. And you know what? I typically don't find her attractive, but this movie, man, Denise Richards just looks so fine. She just looks so premium. Oh, yeah. The whole movie. I was, so, I was like, oh, Especially that dancing at the end. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll get to. Uh, but as far as but, Paul Walker's acting ability goes, you know, he's been <laughs> in plenty of films that he's actually pretty fucking good, man. You know, and look, obviously everybody knows him as, you know, the Fast and the Furious. All that. Right, running scared. Running, running scared, scared, man. Yes, that was a great movie. Yeah. That was a fantastic film, and I don't mean the one from Intense. the 80s. I know there's a, another film yeah. with it. No. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, what? Yeah. Billy Crystal. Stop right there. <laughs> Just stop. Billy <laughs> Crystal and Gregory Hines and Jimmy Smith and Dan Hedaya running scared from the 80s is a great buddy cop comedy. Uh, highly underrated. <laughs> um, great script. Great jokes. Great chemistry between Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines. Um, oh, a much no, different I'm film than The Running Scared of Paul Walker, <laughs> which was an intense thrill ride for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies, and that's the Paul Walker movie. And then there was one he did uh, uh, just before he died uh, about Hurricane Katrina when he was stuck in the hospital. And I can't remember what the name of that movie was, but that was pretty fucking rad, too. I mean, really intense. Oh, that was movie. called Joyride. Um, no, that was with uh, Steve Zahn. That's where <laughs> they get kidding, attacked by fucking. <laughs> I was just saying. Well, they wait, it's like a joyride. It's not the same one. But uh, no, he, in the movie, though, Michael goes over to Candy's house so he can get some because she called him up to invite him over. And I wonder he gets up into the bedroom and she starts that's knocking shit movie. over. Okay. Hours, that's so, it. You know, a- yeah. Hours, but, yeah. Yes, but in, in 10 Minutes T-Rex, when he gets up into her bedroom and she knocks over that gigantic fucking phone that she has and the parents are like, hey, you guys doing anything up there? No, don't be in my bedroom. I, you think I should come because up and I check dropped, on? No. I dropped my dictionary. I dropped my dictionary. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. doing my homework. <laughs> I dropped my dictionary. I'm but what is absurd is that based on based on what we saw between the two of them back at school before the fight took place, uh, you get the sense, at least I got the sense, that their relationship, which Paul Walker's character seemed to be trying to advance... Uh, that she was declining was in the new stages, and she invites him over there, and immediately is like, "I love you." Yeah, yeah, dude, she was dude, fucking right. She was doing both sides. Were you not a fucking teenager at some point, man? I know you were. You know we all dropped L bombs way too early in fucking many a relationship, man. And I mean, I, I wasn't cool enough to play both sides. <laughs> I wasn't cool enough to have two girls at the same time. I was, I could you did, you had to drop that dude to try to get that trim, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that, but it was just such a, a such a quick flip from just a couple of hours prior. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, and that's a perfectly good point to make. Like the you monkey know, said. I mean, teenagers, but but fucking dealing with the flex, just fucking kicking in that fucking door to their parents' house. Where is she? Uh, sorry, <laughs> Billy, you can't just fucking kick in doors around here. The fuck, I can't get on my way, old man. Where are you, Tanny? Like, mm. Jesus Christ. This dude comes in for the briefest of moments. Fucking thugs. I, I <laughs> thought that this film was going to go to the next level because for the, the, the briefest of moments, like when you kind of first got a glimpse of her dad, like through the window curtains, 
and the way he kind of moved and everything, I thought for a moment that the actor playing her father uh, was William Atherton. And if it was going to be him, really? okay. uh, I, I was, yeah, yeah, just for like a second. There was like one shot, and I was like, wait, is that Atherton? Like, it, it was like a the camera looking in the house from the outside. And I, if it was him, I was like, oh, this is about to go to another level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I thought it was Ferris's dad from Ferris Bueller. So we're both fucking wrong. That's what I thought it was when I first saw him. But the fact that the fact that they take they forcibly take fucking Michael after they chase him down to the national wild park that they have with all the fucking wildlife animals running around and fucking lions in the middle of this fucking thing with no cage, just fucking hanging out, you know, just enjoying the night. And he fucking goes, "I'm gonna let you go now," and he's like, "Oh, thank you. What's that?" Thank you. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. Later, loser. Like, he's going to die. Like, he just wants him to die. And the girls are coming up with alibis as they're doing it. They're like, yeah, we definitely can't tell anybody about this, right? No, no. (laughs) Nope. In court, we just pretend like we weren't even there. We were out drinking somewhere else. We were not watching premeditated murder happen. Cool. I I don't know if any of you guys had this thought um, either. But when, you know, before they take him to the animal preserve, and I just, I had put it back on because I, I want to take a screenshot of the image that I'm talking about and then show it, show it to you so you can see what you guys think. Um, but when he arrived at the house and walked up to the house, uh, and I did some looking to see if I can find filming location info and match it, and I couldn't. But this, this out, exterior of this house and neighborhood reminded me so very much of, like, the exteriors in, in the Stone Age. Yes, it probably was that location. Um, I know that this okay, this movie was pretty much written in a week. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not even kidding when I say that. No, uh, literally a week. Also, he pretty much filmed all within like a few minutes of his house uh, out there in California. Mm-hmm. So yep. it was like he didn't have to go too far. He had access to this animatronic dinosaur. He had a couple of young (laughs) actors. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Now, the funny thing is with this particular director, you know, earlier this year, you know, me and the ghoul girl had gotten to talking. And, you know, we, we, it turns out that she was a big fan of a film series back from when she was younger. Um, and that film series just so happened to actually be, not Mac and me, but a movie series called The Wildlife, uh, The Wilderness Family, sorry, The Adventures of the Wilderness Family, um, in which it was basically this family lives out in, it's, it's from the 70s, okay? It's this family that lives out in California through the smog. Their one kid is allergic to the smog, so they then decide to just sell off all their shit and buy, like, a fucking oh, here it is. house, a property in, like, the middle of Montana and just live off the wilderness, kind of like Swiss Family Robinson, like that type of deal. But it was all – yes, they built the house. So sorry. Uh, dude, and their name, their name, their last name is Robinson. Yes. Mm-hmm. So essentially, though, this was a big series that had three parts to it. Like, this guy actually really did a lot of work with the animals. So really, like this sequence here, yeah. where the, like all this stock footage and all this animal stuff, this is well, probably like his favorite part of this movie. Everything else is probably okay, handed off to yeah. other people in production. It's the most he does of this movie, too, when you watch it. The fact that he does all this footage in the fucking wildlife park, and then the, the, the lion attack on Michael. So yeah, you can definitely get that vibe, that this dude loves the fucking animals. 
And I just love how fast the fucking EMTs come and all the fucking cop cars come taken away, you know, to the hospital where he's being mourned upon by his guardian, his uncle, with the bottle of whiskey in his hand. That Byron takes because he needs to drink too. <laughs> you know, he's taking a sip out of there. But Walkenstein, after Carol. he comes up to you. you sorry, know? sorry, sorry, King. No, 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 go ahead. I was clearing my throat. Sorry. No, that's a, but anyway, so no, it's, it's Walkenstein, like we talked about earlier, having this idea to take this animatronic dinosaur and put a human brain in it. It's fantastic when fucking Terry Kaiser eats the scenery in this scene. Because he walks in with a fucking cigarette, hands it to another doctor who says, oh, thanks, and walks the fuck away into this room where he can get his brain. And with, with Tammy watching, he jumps on top of fucking Michael while his assistant Helga's messing with the fucking, you know, the lines. And Come on, live, damn it, live, live, live. <laughs> Ah, he's dead. Anyway, uh, I did everything I could. I'm so sorry about your boyfriend, but we're going to have to take him away now. In fucking broad daylight, they're fucking taking his body off the back door with little John Franklin from fucking Children of the Corn waiting, going, this is it? Like, there's a van parked across the street. Nobody saw you walking out the back? Like, it's, just, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> this heist. Of yeah, but even before, when they're in the... And, and that, is a, an amazing, that is an amazing sequence. Um, but, like, even... Before, uh, you know, when they're still in the room and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to do everything I can uh, to 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 save him," and um, what's her name? Uh, not Denise Richards. The uh, the um, Helga. 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 You know, the, yeah, Helga, 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 Helga. Like she's like leaning over, like inspecting, and like her boobs are like spilling out of her shirt, and she's got oh, the yeah. pump heels mm-hmm. on. Like it's just like it's just so funny that they're like, "Oh, the nurse is here. We must listen to this person." Oh. And- Byron with the fucking line. He's like, weren't you in a movie? Not one that you've seen. (laughs) (laughs) I caught that. (laughs) Um, Definitely not not something Byron's going to be watching anyway, man. No. But the heisting of the body into Dr. Walkenstein's laboratory, I love it when you get the nice gore effects for the first time, seeing him chopping the fucking head off with the power saw. And fucking Paul Walker keeps waking up. He's like, no, 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 it's a dream, dream, dream. You know, just go back to sleep. And then he starts playing with the brain, and he gets the dick to fucking lines underneath the sheet. And he's like, look what I can do. Woo! <laughs> we got to try that later. And see, it was up to this point that – Well, it was up to this point that I'm sitting there thinking to myself that I – that, again, I was watching this for the first time, so there really wasn't any gore until now. Um, and I was wondering, why the hell is this even on Shutter to begin with? It was at this point that I decided, mm-hmm. okay, yes, we're, we're going to cover this movie. So th- this is it's where just, you can say thank great you. Movie. Where they pop I'm off trying, the top of his head. Yeah, you know, as, as, we, as our time on this episode uh, mm-hmm. starts to wind down, I've been having a very big internal struggle uh, trying to determine whether or not I want to try to top the ghoul's absurdity for this week or go in a in a more traditional uh, direction so but carry on well you have time you're all carrying <laughs> on. Yes. now that they have the brain in the dinosaur this is where you get uh, uh carl who to me i don't know about you guys but he looks like a very young dick miller just fucking jacked like if dick miller in the back in the 60s lifted a lot of weights he would look exactly like this fucking guy carl who was just messing around with john franklin and bobby the entire time they decided to order pizza, and it was the one thing that was, it was a Son of Sicily pizza, and it's not the guy that delivers it. But then I started thinking it's about Pedro. a fucking motorcycle TV show for some reason Dude, called Son of Sicily, where it's Pedro a bunch of fucking pizza Napoleon boys. Napoleon Dynamite. 
Yes, it was. And Helga was also in that movie. Uh, Ellen Dubin, who plays Helga, she was also in uh, in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. But yeah, you know, for some reason, Sons of Sicily it just reminded me of like a pizza boy, fucking Sons of Anarchy. And then I had this weird fucking idea, and I started writing it down. I don't know why. I was just like, dude, Sons of Sicily. It's just a bunch of fucking rival pizza boy gangs on the streets of L.A. <laughs> for some reason, I was like, that's that's gonna be the next FX hit. <laughs> Which character was like in Napoleon Dynamite? I know that she was in the movie because I was looking up uh, her filmography, but I don't remember because I haven't really seen Napoleon Dynamite. I only bits and pieces. Um, she was Eileen in Napoleon Dynamite, if that helps. I don't know. I've only seen that movie like in pieces, so couldn't tell you. But they were both in that movie. Uh, so I guess Eileen was a girl that goes to Napoleon's school and says some dumb shit and then walks away. No, no, that's no. What happened she's with that movie. one of the students. I think she's like one of the... Oh, you know who she probably is, Dean? I think she's the guy that uh, Uncle Rico is fucking. The uh, the one wife, the one housewife. She's the daughter. She's no. the daughter of the house. Wait, oh no, she's the housewife. She is the housewife. She's the and housewife. And then the daughter yes. shows up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then you're right. You're good. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so there's two people. And plus, Efren Ramirez in this movie playing a very young pizza boy, and then he also plays a high school student pulling dynamite. So that guy doesn't age. It still looks exactly the same. Same hairstyle and everything. But uh, with this successfully accomplished brain surgery, uh, John Franklin decides to <laughs> fucking mess with the dinosaur after Carl leaves to go get the van. And he's like, you're just a fucking dinosaur. Ew, nobody cares about you. And that's when you get a fucking trauma-style beheading, which I fucking loved. When his fucking head yep. pops off, and then the body just walks through like two feet and then collapses, and then he spits out the head and picks the fucking stuff out of his teeth. I was like, yep. This is fucking right up there with a great fucking trauma movie, and you're getting some decent gore. Like, it, it didn't not shine away from the, the red stuff. was a nice little effect. That was, that was a nice little touch, <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> He's just so upset by this, and has to check himself out in the mirror. <laughs> you know, just he got a, he's really fucking he, he, dead. You got a little bit of little person in you. He's stuck in your teeth yeah. there. <laughs> And he's just he's got to because now he's being an animatronic. How did he feel it? You know, how did he know that it was in his teeth? Well, because his brain as, probably as we sensed see later, things to his Yes, mm-hmm. but also but we start in order that he's not fully animatronic. He uh, he starts to get feelings. He starts to be able to feel stuff later. You know, so he cries yeah. at his funeral. So I'm he does cry. Possible. <laughs> 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 but what he, when he crushes Carl to death, I love the after effect the next day when you see Carl after he's been crushed to death and fucking Helga's rolling him up like a fucking, you know, a, a fruit roll-up. And she's like, oh, poor Carl. And then just starts fucking wrapping him up like fucking carpet. And I was like, okay, this is how they do with bodies. But with with Michael and his brain in this T-Rex, now he's up for fucking revenge, dude. Like He's got to get fucking these people in this fucking gang and he knows exactly where they are at this big party that Michael's going to go to my question to you guys, why the fuck wasn't, was, not was, Walk the Dinosaur playing in this fucking movie at all? That song came out in 87. That song could have been in this could, fucking movie. They probably could have afforded it, for it, man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, anything but this me, weird fucking grunge pop yeah. that they play. Meanwhile, we're at a high school party where there's no coolers of beers, there's a fucking bartender for some reason, and everyone is drinking mixed drinks at this fucking this high school California, party. California, and they're all wealthy, man. <laughs> because they got a poor man fucking William Cat. Yeah, that fucking bartender. Poor man's William Cat from fucking House, and then poor man's Annie Potts <laughs> from Ghostbusters. 
Those two fucking classic <laughs> people who end up together underneath the overturned bar, and they're not naked, and they weren't fucking their life away because they thought they were going to die. Like, they were just clothed. And I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> you got a gigantic dinosaur, and you're covering for safety underneath this bar. You're fucking. You're fucking. Like, you know, you're not. Because you're I'm dying. Like, because it, it's just happened. Like, I've just watched people get ripped apart by a dinosaur. That one guy got gutted, and he was holding on to his guts for some reason. The other guy got his head fucking popped yeah. off. Billy, but, like it was a fucking oh, head dispenser. But but then the really bad effect of he's holding his guts, he drops them, but then his T-shirt yes. is still there. <laughs> yeah. It's in fact, I hate when that happens. He was just holding a pile oh, of guts. Yeah. Yeah. It stains the shirt. He was holding and a pile of guts. Any other cool yeah, and, but and then after he after Michael and the dinosaur stomps on the fucking car, I love that too. That great crush of the two guys underneath the car. When the police show up and they start fucking with the dude's head. And he's like, look, it's a fucking nose. I think that's a nose, and that might be an ear. So I'll look at him, the fucking sheriff, black can't take it, a pussy. <laughs> seen some shit. Like, no, you haven't. You have not seen this level of shit in a small town. Well, well no, like not, he told but... him, he goes, you know, he used to be squeamish until he took him hunting and then fucking taught him how to gut shit. <laughs> yeah. But it prepared him for a fucking human to cut his head. It does make you less squeamish, though, man. It does. It kind of, the, the scents yeah. are all the same. You know what I mean? That, that's the thing. The smells are really what normally get you. It's not what you're seeing. It's the odors about it. It's that, that stench of fucking death, man. And that, once you, once you have that, you don't have to really worry about it anymore. Mm-hmm. You look at any fucking dead body. My kid starts to this can. week, man. I was like, dude, yeah, I was gonna say, fuck, the man? How, how are you going to pull that off? <laughs> and with, the, with, uh, sh- no, with Sheriff Black, I'm wondering if maybe that was supposed to be an off-color joke because, again, it's the 90s and we're going low, yeah. you know, low, low budget, it's low key rough. of, you know, yeah, we have <laughs> yeah. the token black guys in there and he's, he's, you know, Chief Black or Sergeant Black or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Sheriff, yeah, literally Instead Sheriff Black, and <laughs> God, it kind of is, but it's a it's a '94, so we we kind of let it go. There was a lot of things happening in '94. Um, yeah, that's JJ uh, Sanders, and this was his last movie, so apparently that's how great this one was. I, I don't know if he died or if he just decided to quit acting after this movie, but this is his last one, and he was in a ton of '70s stuff. But um, but it was also his yeah, largest the, role my, too. <laughs> it was. You know, but Michael shows up to take uh, to take Cammy away, and it's just a very uh, loud scream. And then when they run, when the pants run out the bedroom, she's gone. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, there's no damage to the window. Or anything like that. So he's just very calmly just let out a fucking hand and took her right through that window. It was nice, <laughs> nice and clean getaway. Yeah. Oh, uh, d- d- no, it definitely looked like there was some kind of damage of some kind because you had a whole bunch of crap coming. Hanging out the window and all that kind of stuff, and shit spewed <laughs> all over the <laughs> bedroom and shit like That's that. That's true. You know, pro- pro- I think you I was, know, probably. Yeah. yeah. The lamps <laughs> hanging out. I was just. Yeah, it's just, it was just very cool. But I was just more so enjoying when she wakes up and he's fucking doing fucking charades to tell her <laughs> you know, who he is. So he bites the flower, then he's pointing at the the bracelet, like you know, the, you know what this movie could have needed a little bit more of is like fucking voiceovers from Paul Walker. I was surprised that they didn't do that. Like, like, every now and then you hear a voiceover going, come on, I love you. Why can't you understand that it's me and this fucking dinosaur body? Come on, bitch. Oh. 
No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, they could have did that. They could have <laughs> even went sillier with the being that they had the whole thing with the kid with the computer earlier. They could have given him a voice box. You know what I mean? Like yep, they, they, <laughs> they didn't even need to give him a voice box. Duh. He's already an animatronic. He probably has a speaker inside of him for the fucking roars. <laughs> but it's it's the, the upcoming scene of, of at the funeral where you have uh, the Guardian talking. And this is where I think that fucking Denise Richards looks fucking phenomenal. That she's got that weird blossom look with the fucking hat, but then she's got the dress with all the crosses on around her waist. I was like, yeah, that's that's a funeral outfit if I ever saw one. I am in on board. Denise Richards. I don't know. I am like, you know, I'm totally team dizzy. Team dizzy every time I watch fucking Starship Troopers, dude. But, you know, this movie just really made me have to rethink my my thought process on fucking Denise Richards. It made me rethink it so much that I actually went and bought uh, Wild Things shortly thereafter. And I haven't revisited that since I saw it in the the 90s. That's a pretty decent movie. I like like Wild Things. I've I've rewatched that many times. I liked yeah, the movie. I, I didn't like. I didn't like her in the movie. I liked the movie. But I just didn't like she her. Never in the movie. better. If you ask me, I, I mean, just that's wild thing. Her her fucking make out with Nev Campbell and do the fucky fucky. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Uh, uh, in that movie. Yeah, man. Wild thing. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just personally didn't dig her in the movie. That's all. The rest of the movie's fucking awesome. It's a, it's a it's a great suspense movie with a a really good t- twist in it. But no, just didn't dig her in it. Nope. But apparently, but in this movie, fucking just Michael's like body fucking deteriorates at a fast fucking rate. I love it when they go to his fucking <laughs> gravesite and they're like, "We're gonna get his body out of this fucking coffin," and they open it up and it's fucking rotted as shit. Like, how many long has he been in there? Like, he just died the other day. Like, he should, he should smashed his well, shit. No. Like, you know, I mean, they, they did a good job but, stapling yeah. his head back together. It looks nice. It's true. But, but then they also do it where they cut back and then there's rats and then they cut back again and then there's rats and maggots. You know, so it was they kept like making it worse each time they kept cutting back to the body. <laughs> <laughs> but it after that they realize that they're gonna have to get a body for him. So Byron and Tammy break into a funeral home and then just start looking at bodies and I love when Byron takes the uh, the woman and he's like Aw. Blonde. And he's like, you're not woman. <laughs> but she still looks good. I feel bad. <laughs> what about this one? It oh, seems no. like, it seems like he's starting one. to consider it, though. Well, he well, like, this is, it seems like he might switch this, teams. It, it's, well, this, this is this movie's version of a fashion cosplay. I mean, fa- uh, you know, fashion montage. Thumbs scene. up, thumbs down. Uh, so we're gonna yes. <laughs> we're going to sit there and just start doing different bodies. Of, you know, which one you like. You know, but then, then Denise Richards found one, but uh, Byron really liked it, but apparently Denise Richards does not like the big dick. <laughs> no, she couldn't handle <laughs> Thor's hammer, man. She just couldn't do it. Byron was <laughs> all about it, what? but apparently she can't She can't handle this shit. <laughs> she needed something more reasonable, so yeah, no. <laughs> She's pure. She's a pure, innocent young virgin. Yeah, but still, yeah, when, when you want sure, the best, sure, I'll, I'll believe that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, she's a virgin in this movie. <laughs> sure. she, she, yeah, she, but, yeah, yeah, she no, was dating. But, she was dating Billy. She's not a virgin. <laughs> he doesn't like any of the bodies anyway, so it's kind of like a fucking moot point. So let's go back and hide out in the barn and hope that the cops don't find us. Meanwhile, they're fucking trailing Byron everywhere he goes. He's like, "Oh, I wasn't trailed. Oh shit, they found us. Oh fuck." 
put him in the fucking big dump truck with the fucking. It was a great when they're driving around in that fucking gigantic dump truck with his fucking head sticking out, and it's just lightly <laughs> moving around in the wind. I'm like, man, this is great. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this stupid rubber animatronic dinosaur and the head flopping back and forth in the wind <laughs> as they're trying it's to great, escape great, Dr. Great Walkenstein. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes. Until they get yes, back to where they have to get to, and Dr. Walkenstein. <clears throat> I'm sorry, monkey. What are you gonna say? You know, I was going to say, as they're chasing through the or- Orange Grove to California, then, like I was going to say, then getting to the standoff. <laughs> it's the best. And I love the fact that in this movie you have Walkenstein showing up, and they're like, who are you? He's like, never mind. He's like, I have a tranquilizer, and I'm going to go in there and put him down. And Byron's like, well, wait a second. It's a fucking robot. So what's a tranquilizer dark going to do? He's like, oh, it's a new one. You wouldn't understand. Like, somebody in this fucking movie spoke up and said the same thing. Like, they didn't let it go. It's like... Oh, it's a drop line of dialogue. It's a tranquilizer to work. No, how? Fucking robot. You can't tranquilize a robot. No, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, it is what I was getting at. Uh, is now it's starting to get feelings. It's away. starting to become organic. <laughs> yep. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but we yeah, have to you know, wrap things up so we don't care. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to go in and see if they can get the dinosaur. Things don't work out so well for Bernie. <laughs> See, this is where they put their money into. They didn't save it for the party when the guy got gutted. They saved it for fucking Bernie because nope. Terry fucking Kaiser. So that's why they saved the fucking a hole in the stomach just for Terry Kaiser because he had to give the best death. Where he, he fucking <laughs> lets those guts go and you see that big fucking circular hole in his chest. And that's it. Do you know, to the uh, just for, for Bernie... Uh, I know, uh, you know, some of you are not fans of the sports, but uh, in Major League Baseball has been played in empty stadiums, and they've been putting cardboard cutouts of people in the stands. Bernie was there. And in, in, in Los Angeles, where the Dodgers play, they had Bernie out there. It was amazing. <laughs> they did, yeah. There's a couple of screenshots online if you want to find them. <laughs> yeah. So weird to see Bernie just fucking watching baseball. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, after the evil doctor and his sister are killed, now we have – have Tammy taking his brain home because now they're going to hook up, you know, the, the screens to it so he can see and hear and speak because, God damn, she's got a strip. And thank you. Thank you, Mr. Raffle, <laughs> for ending it this way. We've been on quite a ride, Mr. Raffle, and you're ending it with fucking Denise Richards stripping in front of the brain off screen on ADR going, you like this, baby? Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Show me that. Like, clearly, fucking ADR with fucking Paul Walker going, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, oh, God damn it. I'm like, yeah, I would be, too. I would be, too, Paul Walker. I'm right there with you. <laughs> but we see that brains can come in this movie. Brains can ejaculate because this fucking causes a fucking spark fire in her bedroom that hopefully doesn't set anything on fire because it's just so hot. I was like, I don't – it is. Don't get me wrong, but holy shit, that brain just fucking erupted an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping for more of a striptease. <laughs> I mean, what do, you, what do you expect? It kind of was. I mean, she stripped off, you know, the leggings, and then she took down the skirt, you know. I mean, she didn't get Paul Walker was fucking ready to burst, man. So. I know. She, she could, and, you know, she could, have, at least, she could have at least been wearing a low-cut thong, too, man. That's all I'm saying. Instead of, you It's know, 94. The, she wasn't going to be wearing a low-cut thong. Sorry, 94, she wasn't doing that. Too soon. Now she probably would, but back in 94, I don't think so. Well, now she probably would, that's not a fucking thing. 
Well, she was just got done doing Charlie Sheen. That's punishment enough. You know what I mean? Just first, I mean, because you know that she can't keep up with that tiger-blooded motherfucker. That guy just has to go all night long. She's not keeping up with him. Oh, he's did like, he Jesus, you ever stop? And he's like, winning. They, yeah, they were doing yeah. uh, a couple years. For, for a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's straight okay. up, in a phone conversation, he straight up called Denise Richards the N-word in a phone conversation. He fucking, it's like, yeah, he just, he gets a pass on everything. He straight up called her the N-word in a phone conversation. They uh, we were having a fight, and she recorded it. It was the funniest winning. fucking thing I've ever heard, because he just said it so <laughs> casually. <laughs> Who just says that casually in a conversation? <laughs> Your white girlfriend. <laughs> You just come out and say that. I was like, only Charlie Sheen can. <laughs> the power Charlie. You've never said that. But, yeah, the... What? You've never said that to your yeah, white girlfriend before? No, uh, I haven't. No, no I, just say, I just used to say thank you a lot. When I was in a relationship, <laughs> I used to say thank you, I value you, please thank you for looking at my penis. I said that an awful lot. You know, then I bought him a lot of gift cards and a lot of flowers. <laughs> No, I don't think I ever got mad in any of them, because so I was like, please don't refrain sex. Like, I needed to live. <laughs> did, you have, did you have to eat the flowers because they wouldn't take it? <laughs> I did a couple times, just because you're like, no way you're going to eat this. If you eat this, I'll suck your dick. And I was like, I'll eat all the flowers. I was like, I'll eat everyone starting with this one and move on all the way down to the end. I was not ashamed. But, but see, this also harkens back to our conversation earlier in the week, you know, in regards to, like, each other's tastes and all that stuff, man. That's why I'm saying the whole fucking get, getting picky about what fucking pussy. You're talking about eating flowers, this and that, fucking just to get some trim, man. But you're telling me that you're going to deny some fucking, I, I, some over, over the legal age fucking tramp that comes up to your door. Man. You open the door and she's like, King, I want you to fuck me hard right now. You're going to be like, no, honey, you're only 22. I feel like a fucking pedophile. I couldn't do it. You're tight and attractive. There's no way that Hmm. I can do it. Get out of here, man. I can't. can't, No, I feel like a fucking pedophile. I'm with you on that, I'm with you, Ghoul. Like, I've seen, like, uh, fucking, what is it? Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande. They look like they're fucking 12. I'm like, there's no way my fucking ship is going to sail into that. You'll be holding your little pecker in your hand like Andre the Giant holds that can of fucking beer, dude. Okay, you'll have your little fucking, your little pecker in your two fingers. For their moms, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, if they they want to waffle, I fuck their moms gladly. (laughs) But no, because I feel like I'm going to go to jail. I don't want to feel like that. Okay, but on the flip side, okay, but on the flip (laughs) side, you kept talking about how Hot Denise Richards was in this movie, and she didn't look too young to you in this movie. No, because you thought she could be somebody's mom. Denise Richards always looked old. Like she always looked like she was well of age. Like I never had to worry about a cop saying, "What are you about to do?" Never had to worry about that. She always looked like that. But yeah, no. Any woman that I dated after my long-term ex was in their forties, so they looked well of age. I didn't have to worry about it. So yes, I begged sex from them because they were fucking hot and older. And for some reason, they liked my penis. That was a fucking big plus. The fact that they liked it. You know, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a selling point. None of them ever complained. So. Well, we know they were good liars. The best part of it. Oh, oh no, they were horrible liars. No, I talked to them in a lot of lies, but what about that? No, because I was like, really? And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. I was like, oh, this is great. We're having a great day. It's a great birthday for me. Getting sexual. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
I've, I, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of things for a lot of sex that I've gotten from my ex-girlfriend, but they've all been over 40. So, yeah, they look like they could be somebody's mother. I mean, there's a girl I'm talking to now who looks like she could be somebody's grandmother. It's awesome. I'm like, and like as we've talked about that other story with the monkey in group chat. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not an ageist. I'll go up. I never go below 30. But it will go down. <laughs> That's right. Uh, not this guy. No, of course I go down. Please, ladies, if you're out there, I know none of you are attracted to me, but I do. I do, and I enjoy it. This is just the life. You do it to me, I'm definitely going to be doing it to you. Man, he puts on it's a, get a lot he of puts on it. He puts on a scuba mask and a lobster beard. I mean, and a lobster bib, and just fucking goes down beard? on that shit. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Well, you're really painting really paint this an attractive picture, man. Because I paint the picture for him when he comes over on Friday night. I'm like, guess what, dude? And he's like, yeah, man, tell me about it. I was like, I was fucking Jacques Cousteau last weekend. And I was like, I Later. found fucking treasure. Have any ladies ever ate at Joe's? Then you know exactly what you're getting with the king. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be very fucking sloppy. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of sloppy, but you will come at least once. I can't promise two, but I can promise one. Good one, maybe two. It's going to be sloppy I know I can and gooey. Like, it's going to be sloppy and gooey like we're, dinosaur we're, tears. You're <laughs> different. It looks like I just ate a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I just ate a box of Krispy Kreme after I'm done. Just, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I had fun. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> that's great. I think that I think coming over is the only coming they'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite arced it yet. I don't know how to come over, but I know how to come in and I come, you know, come on. I've never come over or anything. I gotta try that someday. See if it could reach. Just for my own benefit. <laughs> Science Saturday start, at my apartment. You're gonna start your own fucking Olympic team. <laughs> you gotta do the high bar. <laughs> Just. Just, just to see if it can arc over the high bar. You know, to see if I can get the three-pointer. Like, Shaquille, fucking, you know, just fucking come right into the basket. Three points. Like, you know. Man, you really know how to have tri- fun on a Saturday. But, That's right. But then the, then the trick is she's got to run around the room and catch it. No, Sha- Shaquille couldn't even hit a fucking free throw, man. Let alone a fucking three-pointer, bro. <laughs> it's like a fucking Atari game where she's got to move back and forth to the bucket. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Go to the left. Come on. Come on. Stop it. Stop going in the corner. All right. For this challenge, on double dare. Oh, Mark Summers, what are you doing in my bedroom? Get out of here. Yeah, Mark I'll Summers is not, not that girl. Because Mark Summers is the host. You can just be like, dude, want to go for the physical challenge? All right. Yeah. Like she looks a little bit too old for you. No, she's fine. She's here, here, here's she's, your, I promise you. Here's your, here, take these swimming goggles and these Reebok low-cut shoes, and you got to wear these for the physical challenge. Yeah. We we happen to buy these because a lot of homeless people are buying the Freddy Krueger sneakers, apparently. So we bought you a pair, so you can be here. Thank you, Mark Summers, for coming over. We hope you didn't have anything else to do. No, I'm fun to be here. Who's ready for the physical challenge? I am. I'll be Team Red. <laughs> <laughs> only only certain times of the month. Only once a month. I'm over to Team Blue. Been on as a kid, man. Double Dare? Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, I wouldn't have fucking done anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that and Guts back in the day. Even though I knew I wouldn't be able to do half the challenges, I just wanted to fucking climb the aggro, Craig. I was like, Guts, man. But yeah. 
Well, then you have the, 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 the wild the, legends, legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Don't Hidden Temple. <laughs> that would have been fucking dope. No, see, I was more of a Nick Arcade guy. I love Nick Arcade because all you did is fucking play video games. And then you can fucking be in one. Like, how fucking 90s is that? You can fucking be in a video game on Nick Arcade. I was like, that's dope. I get to play Street Fighter, and then I get to be in a fucking pyramid fucking playing a video game? Yeah, dude. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Those early Saturday morning Nickelodeon game shows. Right after, you know, you can't be on television and fucking duck you up. Couldn't drink human blood, always had to drink tomato juice. <laughs> uh-huh. Glad I thought that was a fever dream for a long time back when I was a teenager. It just turned out I smoked a lot of pot and drank a lot and I just thought I'd smoke a duck in my brain. I was like, no, no dude, that was a, No man, that was a spin off of Danger Mouse. <laughs> it was. Loved it, but all right, so, yeah, that was Tammy and the T-Rex from 1994. Next week, uh, Dean, it is your pick, so what do you have for us coming up? Are you going to go really upset? Are you going to go serious? Where are you headed? Man, 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 uh, what an internal struggle I've had uh, debating with myself about um, what to <laughs> pick. He is a master, a master at it. Yes, sir. <laughs> I need to do it. I said it first. I said it first. Um, now... <laughs> I, I was going to go down the completely absurd route and it would have been a short burst of absurdity because the movie's only like 73 minutes, but I'm going to save that. Oh, nice. uh, on, I'm going to save that on the back burner and go okay. with something that has been on my list of films to see uh, going way, 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 way back, way long before e- talking terror was even like an idea uh, that just, mm-hmm. I never even had the access to see it, and I don't know what made me search for it just recently, uh, but we are going to go to uh, one of the ghouls' uh, recent favorite movie-watching destinations. Uh, we are going to Guantanamo Bay? Bollywood. We're going to Bollywood. Oh. Bollywood? From, <laughs> we're going to Bollywood. And Remember when he was in the Indian movies? Oh, man. From 2003... <laughs> From, and it's this is it's on Netflix as well as on Prime Video. From 2003, uh, there is a film called Boot, B H O O T, from 2003. Um, I didn't even realize this was on any American streaming services. There are two like foreign horror films that I've really wanted to see, and I've heard about this one long, 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 long ago. So um, that is our pick for next week. Uh, How can you sp- spell that? B B A B H O O T. B-H-O-O-T. Okay, boo with an H. From <laughs> 2003. Not to be confused. There is something out there right now that's called Boot Part 1 from 2020. That is not it. This film is from 2003. Hmm. All right, cool. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought we were going to be talking about a haunted ship, but I guess we got to go to do that. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's an Indian supernatural film. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see how they handle the supernatural. Parents got in a haunted apartment. Hollywood. Getting Adelato vibes already. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> so that, I'm looking, that, forward. I'm looking be... forward to the dance numbers. I know they're going to be the monkeys for the part. Ooh, um, I don't know if I don't know if this has any of them. I don't know if this have any of them. No. It have subtitles. We, but I don't know if this we, has okay, any of them. We, we, we will cover this. Do. 
We'll cover this when we get to it next week, and I will talk about the other time I tried to watch Bollywood Horror. So, yeah, we will save that all for conversation for next week. Yes, we will. Well, I look forward to hearing your story. Monkey, I appreciate that. And I don't mean to give you the boot. Got him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, look, at oh. look at this guy. Got look at this guy him. with the jokes. Got him. Look who came ahead and send yourself off. Oh, three-pointer in the basket. All right. Well, I'm Mark Summers. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Double Dare. And thanks for listening, Frank Pence. I'm out. Oh. All right. All right. And, Dean, thank you so much for joining us tonight for this episode of the show. We'll oh, see you back oh, here oh, next week welcome. for Boots. All right. All right. So, go want to hit us with a plug as we close out tonight's episode. Well, unlike the monkey, I'm going to start by saying I'm sorry, everybody, that, you know, you had to be tortured by us tonight. Um, that being said, though, yeah, <laughs> why not make it all better and go to Bonfire Beat Designs? Uh, if you go to Etsy, put it in the search bar, all one word, Bonfire Beat Designs. You're going to find all kinds retail of gemstone therapy. jewelry. Yes, retail therapy is the way to go, as we've all learned during this COVID crisis. Just ask anybody <laughs> from DoorDash or any of Amazon people, all that. Anyway, again, Etsy, all one word, Bonfire Bee Designs, and while you're there too, check out any number of other people on Etsy as well. There's a lot of cool vendors and stuff. I got a recent Black Panther shirt uh, that was pretty neat too. Um, yeah, I really like it. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't the color gray that it looked like on the uh, uh, on the mm. ad, but it is what it is. Yeah, it made me sad. It was lighter than I expected. But regardless, aside from that, stay scared. And we're sorry. <laughs> we are always sorry with every episode. We hope that you have I'm a good time. Like, I hope you have a good laugh. And... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, we hope that you have a great time and, and have a good laugh and maybe discover a new horror movie. Like uh, I fucking so would. Like fucking Icy Hot. I'll be all over that pussy. Just like it. And, and now he's a spokesperson for Papa John's. He'll eat you like a fucking pizza. How about that? There we you go. Say Kazam. <laughs> Kazam. Yeah, that's right. Check who all over that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Saying thank you so much for listening. And I'll, I'd like the the monkey head at the top of the show. If you're in the shutter, you want to check it out. You do got the 30 day uh, trial with Horror Hound. So do that. You get a free 30 day trial. And let's see if the monkey can finish all the movies because there's only like 300. I mean, that's like fucking nothing. So he'll, by next week, he'll have them all in the fucking bag. And then we can quiz him on all the fucking movies that he watched. Uh, so until next week, where we talk about Boot from 2003, Hail Satan, Boot. Hail Yourselves, Hail Odorous, and we love you. <laughs>